On this episode of The Playbook, I have the inspiration behind one of my favorite movies of all time, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. That's right, Rudy Rudiger, and we're going to talk about being an underdog and what is like creating one of the most iconic films of all time. Join me for all of this and more on The Playbook. This is The Playbook, where I give you access each week to the world's greatest athletes and executives about their personal and professional playbook and what has made them champions on and off the field. This is The Playbook. I have to tell you this, I have my hero here. And really? Rudy Rudiger, <laughs> we sat here for 15 minutes talking about people don't either like or dislike or love or dislove you. They don't understand. You mean the love hate? The love hate of Rudy Rudiger. The, they this don't understand the message. Like, That's the key, and bro. And the message is the title that you told me to, to, to call you, which is the guy goes around uplifting everyone. Right. I'm going to tell you this right now. We talked about what the movie means, but to me, it, it wasn't the movie. And although they portrayed a great story, to me, and I obviously am built like you, I'm blessed. And I like your shirt. Thank you. I like the suit. But you changed Pants. my life in the fact that when things got tough, right, people think about Rudy or they think about Rocky. Yeah, yeah. Right? And I know they're just movies, but you live the fact that you didn't quit. And it, well, it, you know, David, you, you, we quit. We do quit. We have to quit on certain things. We have to, because certain things are going to drive you down the wrong road. You have to quit on the nonsense, the goofy stuff. But you never quit on the feeling that the good Lord has given you, what's inside you. You never quit on that. That's what you fight for. Most people quit on the good things, and they never quit on the bad things. That's why I say they confuse not quitting, never quitting. Wait a minute, you do quit. You quit on listening to the people who put other people down or put you down. Why would you hang around that person? Or you... We call those people family and friends, right? Well, they steal your joy, <laughs> right? Right. Well, yeah, but they can't help it. Yeah. Right. Why do you think you, that? Why do you think family well, and friends they, are the toughest? Well, because they know your habits. They know who you are. They saw you. You know, they they saw all the mistakes you made. So that's the problem. They they they. You know, we see Joe Montana winning the fourth Super Bowl, but we don't see all his mistakes. So we just glorify him winning that Super Bowl. But wait a minute. There's a journey. There's struggle. There's all kinds of things involved for him to get there that he had to overcome. Just like the movie Rudy. The movie Rudy wasn't just put out there because it was about a tackle. It was more about the journey. It's more about the belief, the confidence you had to regain in yourself, the put downs. Everyone had told you why you couldn't do it. You had to, you know, get rid of your goofy feelings, your goofy thoughts, goofy friends, goofy information, so you can live the way you're supposed to live. If I ask you what percentage was it for the love of football or for the percentage of trying to prove everybody wrong was there a it was either it was eaten either yeah wow. it was more the feeling i had it was not to prove you wrong it was proving myself that i'm doing right that you could do it i could doing right doing right that's the difference we do things because i'm going to show you know, why that's that's poison that's comparing yourself with someone Great. now now it's poison so i quit doing that and i proved to myself that i'm good i'm worth it i'm willing i have the will i have the want to i have the why i just have to do the work and get the help and collaborate with people that can help me do the things i need to do now that's difficult yeah because I mean, you don't know who those people are <laughs> right but you, so, you know, you started at a young age with that philosophy, and you weren't necessarily surrounded by No, you didn't start at a long, young age. It was no, about, no. It's about dreaming at a young age. 
but playing in Yankee Stadium, being Mickey Mantle, your heroes, or seeing a fireman save someone, your hero, seeing a police officer save someone, your hero, or seeing a teacher treat someone right, or a coach treat someone, heroes. Everybody became, anybody that did something that glorified the human side of the human spirit, that's what I got connected to and got involved with. Is it amazing because the Rudy story that I know, mm -hmm. the, the, the one from the movie motivated me to be successful. It was one of the core things. I know you've had Kobe Bryant tell you that. You've had extraordinary people. I know it doesn't probably mean as much to me. I'm with the more mass people that right. tell you what. Right. But my life is so much different because I, I saw something and could, in my mind, picture this you is possible. You felt something. Yeah. In you didn't heart. see it. You felt it. That's I still the feel it when I yeah, talk to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what you fight for. And that's what people, when I stepped on the campus in Notre Dame, I belong here. That's what I felt when I looked at the football team at Notre Dame. I said, I belong here. It wasn't the speed, the size, athleticism. It wasn't the academics. You felt you belong here. And that's what you fight for. And you learn that. Most people give up on that. And it's amazing because you carried that on after Notre Dame. Well, you do because you knew it wasn't about football. So it was pretty easy. So when you were working your normal job in Indiana, but you had bigger dreams, after college well you don't get those dreams till you inspired mm -hmm. dreams just don't pop out of the air they you get inspired now i want to do that uh i want to make a movie <laughs> when did that come to you rocky I want, yeah <laughs> when i saw rocky, really so see, you and i are impacted by the same yeah, movies. yeah rocky field of dreams and hoosiers all <laughs> kind of like put everything together together to make it feel like this is what i should be doing and then you set off on that dream. And most people don't well, know you, you, it was it, more it, difficult to, to make the movie than to play football. <laughs> it's called being bold and brave. Uh, all the bold moves I made paid off, just like at Notre Dame. The bold moves I paid and I did to get to Notre Dame paid off, like middle of the night waking up the priest. Why can't I go here? You know, yeah. or going to the Arab Procedures office and saying, Coach, I want to play for you. And he looks at you. And I said, I was in the Navy. He said, so was I. So that connected he and I, uh -huh. military, veteran. A lot of people don't know that side. So th that's what he connected to, the character of this person. Not whether or not I could win for him, or, but he knew that character is what he was looking for to put part of that football program. And you, you have faith that, you know, I put up there at the top. You, you, in the faith that I'm talking about, and I know so many stories right. from talking with you, but even in the movie, there's so many times that the only thing you had was faith because not only was everybody else telling, but you were like getting fired from your job. Well, you got faith. fired because you didn't focus on what you were supposed to be doing. You also got fired because you didn't want to do that. <laughs> right? So there was a difference. But, but, you, but you did it because you had to, but that's not what I want. Yeah. And you should be given 100% to that position that you're in. If you're not, you should leave. Sometimes you get asked to leave. Can you share when you were coming out and you were having difficulty trying to get, uh, I think, Angelo Pizzo. Oh, Angelo? The screenwriter to, to at least well, meet with you. Well, that's every... Because yeah. he wrote Hoosiers. 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 That's what he saw Hoosiers, you. but he didn't want to write Rudy. He didn't even like Notre Dame, in fact. He, he, he didn't, didn't want, want to do he, any he sports movies No, anymore. he was totally... He wanted to do another genres. Yeah. But he makes his living off sports movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, the universe. Yeah, thing. you're right. <laughs> so Angelo, hey, wake up. I'm going to help you out, brother. <laughs> so, <laughs> but finding him, but you get a meeting 
with him through common people, ordinary people. Mm -hmm. By that, you, you know, certain people know certain people, and they're not big shots. They're just regular, ordinary people. I love those people. Yeah. And they do, they say, well, they're extraordinary. No, they're just regular people doing what they're supposed to do. And uh, when I met the gentleman who was the brother of the guy who knew Angelo, he was a hotel manager. He basically liked my, what I was going, didn't like what I was going through. He wanted to help me. And he knew Hoosiers was a, I was a fan of the movie Hoosiers. So he basically asked me, if, what, would you talk to my brother? I said, sure. And this was during the most darkest times of the journey because Notre Dame kind of shut me down. And it, look, it, when I say that, they didn't do it to be mean. They just didn't understand it. Right. They already had- Which they, is they, always the case, right? People don't and they understand. Did not, and they, they were afraid of Hollywood, to be honest, because they already had their what image, their brand. <laughs> this, movie, this kid, come on, right. that's not our brand. And I understand that. Yeah. That's not what it's about. So that's the difficulty. Now, how do you find a guy to understand that? That's the challenge. Well, what you do a couple things, you uh, have patience and you keep redefining the message and the energy will connect you with someone to help you get there. And that's what happened basically, make a long story short. Yeah. Come out of the worst meeting I've ever come out of. Uh, was it lasted about a minute. Notre Dame came in and said, no, the meeting's over. We told Rudy we love Rudy, but we're not interested in, uh, movie. in the movie or any type of movie here at the university. So we would rather not pursue this. So thank you very much. That was the blunt of the whole meeting. But, you know, you say to yourself, wow, I got Frank Capra Jr. here, man. Don't you want to listen to him? <laughs> they weren't interested in no one. So the meeting's over. I walk out. And I meet the hotel manager who basically, you know, he was one of these guys that was concerned about you. Yeah. He wanted to help you in any way. And he said, talk to my brother, man. He could help you. I said, all right. I don't know who he was. But he just happened to be the uh, fraternity brothers uh, at IU of Angelo and David and they put Hoosiers he was the basketball coordinator so he was connected to these guys so of course he set up the meeting Angelo had no intention of meeting me but I fly out there anyhow <laughs> right <laughs> yeah figuring okay I'm all excited to meet the guy who wrote Hoosiers I mean it's like okay but expectations were so high yeah right yeah and you get there and you wait around, sit around for hours and he doesn't show up. What do you do? And you think about it. Why am I here? Right? What's yeah. my purpose? Do I want to make a movie? Or do I want to deliver a message? Well, what do I want to do? What's your purpose? That's hard. Yeah. Maybe I should quit and go just get a job, just stay at my job and be there and, and it'll be cool. I'll go back to regular life. That's what I should do. Well... Things don't happen that way. You know, you got to hand, hand the cards that are given to you. You got to play them, right? Right. I'm sitting there in L.A. waiting for Angel to show up at a restaurant. They told me to go to didn't show up in an hour. So how do you, what do you do? Uh, you ask a guy who doesn't believe in what you're doing, what to do. He'll tell you, let's go. Right. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to walk out of the restaurant and I'm going to go find him. I'm going to walk the streets of L.A. and I'm going to find him. I'll find him because I... My focus is to find him. Well, how are you going to do that? You don't know. Let, let go, let God, way. right? Yeah, right. And the energy came through just a common mailman just passing mail out with a smile. And I thanked him. Magic happens. The magic starts to happen now. Because now the positive energy is connected to someone that you think. 
Yeah. He said, "What? Well, where are you from, dude? <laughs> no one's ever thanked me. He said, I am mad because I needed that smile. You look happy. He says, I am, I am. I'm from Michigan. So now I get it. <laughs> right. So he's got gratitude, right? Yeah. So he's exert, exhibiting that moment. And he, well, he and I got along. I liked him. He liked me. And he said, why are you out here, man? I said, well, it's a long story. There's Angelo Pizzo, the guy who wrote Hoosiers, supposed to meet me. You know, I was going to pitch him my story, but, you know, he didn't show up. I don't know where he's at, so I'm going to go find him. So you're going to go find Angelo Pizzo? He says, yeah, what's your story? And I told him, he says, follow me, man. I know where he lives. <laughs> That's how it happens. Exactly. <laughs> but when you knock on the door and Angelo knocks, when he answers the door, he tells you right away, I'm sorry, but I'm not interested. I'm not going to write another sports movie. And, and, you know, and besides, I hate Notre Dame. And Rudy, <laughs> you do have a good story, so I'm out. Yeah. No, you're not. To my mind, he wasn't. You don't tell him that. Yeah. You just step back, develop that relationship one more time, get him basically to engage into something down the line. Now, you never know, do you, who's in the background, who's in the, what I call the positive sphere of influence, right? Yeah. There's a kid that goes to Cornell University, graduates, ends up at Orion Pitchers with Angelo and David. He was part of the team that put Hoosiers together. Now you got Mike Metavoy, you got uh, Jonathan Daldrin, uh, the, the guys who left that. Orion goes over to Sony Pictures. They run TriStar, Mark Platt. <laughs> but this young kid who was good at what he did got a two-picture deal at Columbia Pictures with Frank Price. Now watch again, it's all magical, oh, right? To get, it's called oh, yeah. coincidence. Everything I, coincides. I, I don't call it a, coincidence. I call it a mathematical occurrence. Uh, yeah, I call it <laughs> much bigger than that. That's great. It's supposed to happen, right? Yeah. Well, this kid got a picture, two picture deal, so he got one, so I married Axe Murder. Yeah. He wanted a sports movie. Now, if I wasn't bold to go find Angelo, this kid would never heard the story of determination in a father-son relate. Never would have heard that. So he calls these guys in from Hoosiers, David and Eric, and he figured, you know, hey, sports story? Yeah. You have one. <laughs> and um, Angelo, no. <laughs> of course. David Ansborough says, yes, you do. That kid that pursued you, man, that <laughs> found you. That kid that was so determined. He, he went to Notre Dame because of his dad, and blah, he wasn't supposed to go, and blah, blah, blah. And, they, and Rob says, Father, son, determine it. I want that script written. That's how it happens. Wow. So Angelo is now commissioned to a script he doesn't want to write. <laughs> so he comes to know David day. pins him in. Yeah. Wow, David, he doesn't know what's right. going on yet either, really. <laughs> so Angelo, you got to get write a script, got to get it approved. Right? Right. I mean, just because you and write Notre a Dame script. Doesn't want it done. <laughs> Hollywood has got to approve it too. Right. You, right. Got, you know, you just, but what they didn't know, I had a lot of other entanglements involved in this deal without them knowing it, which I didn't know. I was creating problems along the way. I was writing scripts and <laughs> me and my buddies. <laughs> There's an all issue there too. So, but you don't know. You just do it, right? Yeah. And uh, well, anyhow, so Angel comes to South Bend, leaves. Six months later, hands me a script. And uh, Frank Price gets the script. The president likes it. Yeah, well, let's go. The problem was he gets fired. Oh. Now everything Mark Canton comes in. What's Mark Canton do? Uh-uh, right. I don't like I don't it. that, right. No Boom, it's done. Rob Freed, the producer, says, uh-uh, I'm going over to Mike Medavoy 
and I'm going to go over to my boys, Mark Platt and Jonathan Dow. We'll get this thing done. T took it over to TriStar Pitchers. Boom. Problem Good. was, they thought Notre Dame was a board. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 they, no, I never told them, right? They even signed, had me sign a letter, athletic department, never walk on campus, talk about this movie. <laughs> you will be barred. Wow. And I had to sign it. So yeah. I kind of stayed away from it for a couple of years, right? Yeah. Then I get this phone call from Angelo. Hey, we got your movie, uh, I, you know, commission. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to write your script. We got to get now. The, they greenlighted it. We got to get going. I said, whoa, whoa, we're moving a little too fast, man. He said, I said, Notre Dame's not for this movie. There was a silence on the phone. I'm telling you, I mean, it was so, when you get a silence, it's like your father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that silent. Something bad was going to about to happen. You got 48 hours. And we're going to dump this project. Now, all the years you put into this, everything, they're going to dump it if you don't get the approval from Notre Dame. So how am I going to do this? Let go, let go. Like I always God. talk about Skip Hulse. He was my neighbor. And yeah. every Thursday night, we would sit on his deck with all the coaches from Barry Alvarez. I, I think even Urban Meyer was on that deck. We'd tell Rudy <laughs> stories and how I'm doing this movie. In fact, Skip sent me one of his buddies over. He said, my buddy wants to hear about what you're doing. So he sits in my place for like three hours. Next day, Skip sees me and said, hey, man, Roger wants to bring you to Boston. I said, Roger who? <laughs> that, you didn't know who that guy was? No. Who was he? Rudy. That was Roger Clements, man. He loves you. So uh, you're kidding. He you wants know. you to come to Boston. You know, so you're telling his story to all these people, right? Yeah. You don't even know who you're talking to because they're <laughs> friends of Skip. Well, anyhow, Skip kind of was that positive influence. I said, Skip, that script I gave you that Angelo wrote, did you ever read it? He says, uh, yeah, I loved it. That's all I needed to hear. So I walk over to Notre Dame, get the approval with Angelo and David. We got it in two days. I can't tell you how or why. Yeah, yeah, we don't you know don't want to hear the inside of that. But bottom line, we got it done. That's awesome. Isn't that awesome? Now you think about the odds of that. That's why you have a division <laughs> when you walk the campus of Notre Dame. Oh, there's Rudy. Oh, what's he going to do now? <laughs> right, exactly. We love him. <laughs> and over here, people say, I'm here because of Rudy. Yeah. Now they play the movie every year to the new students. They pack the stadium. Of course they do. And it's awesome because it's a great message. Well, last question real quickly. I don't know if that meant when anything. It, or, it does. Huh? Last question real quickly is uh, when you're sitting there in that one moment when the universe is just telling you this is not happening, right? You're sitting right. there in a- It's it, dark. And it's happening, that dark moment. That dark moment. That's the moment I want to know most about just real quickly. It's like what, when what your wife your comes to up to you and says, you and I are not going to be around any much longer, okay? Yeah. Wow, I had that what happened? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but you got to deal with that. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I better be her friend. <laughs> and I, so you become a better friend than a husband. But what do you, what do you, you where become do you a better friend with Notre Dame, yeah. is my point. You, so you, you basically you, become a better person a yourself. A better person. And, and that's what happens. They're telling you, Rudy, what are you here for? They don't know your purpose or your why. That's what I'm saying. It's You've got to change. Your yep. perception and people's perception of you, you're a pain in the butt. You're a self-promoter. <laughs> yeah. All I want to do is tell a story that helped me people. that I wasn't supposed to go. That a lot of people don't think they should go. They could do it too if they just put the hard work in and get around the right people 
and, and do the right things and, and, and everything good. It's going to be hard. So don't worry about it. I love that. Well, I want everyone to know this man is about You didn't know I was in the people. Navy either. You I never did. talked about that. Well, see? I'm a Perseus. I'm an Akron, see? Ohio guy, so Perseus yeah. and I didn't get that. That's was awesome. a Navy guy. Yeah. He and I connected. Only be, He didn't care how fast I ran. <laughs> right? He knew. He looking at me. He knew. He knew. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know if he knew All-American. That's right. He's they were pulling you out smart. of the band to play football. <laughs> no, no. Were, we like this kid. He's always hustling, always working. Yeah. And keep him around. That type of attitude. Well, you have, and this is true, I think, uplifted more people than anyone next to Sylvester Stallone so because he was the catalyst to uplift us well, as well. Stallone and I had a wonderful <laughs> conversation just like you and I had. I wrote him a letter in 1992. He wrote me a beautiful letter back, not interested, right? Which is nice. Yeah. Not my cup of tea, whatever. Doing Rambo movies like that. I said, hmm. I didn't know how to take that at first, but it gave me a little chip. Yeah, yeah. Right? A little chip. A little Tom Brady action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I needed it. So I went out and did what he did. Exactly he did, did it. I don't need him. Did it in 1993. I'm do. I don't know if you know what a press junket is. Yeah. Right? Okay. I never. I don't know. <laughs> so they're calling you to do these press junkets. Press junket. Okay. We're gonna fly you to L.A. You're gonna do a private jet. You're coming to Vegas, and, you, and we're gonna promote Rudy and a bunch of other. Okay. I'm there. Well, you know, they pick you up at the airport in a you know limousine, and they take you to this private airport. You walk in. You say, shoot. Wait a minute, am I seeing things? Is that Stallone? Really? Is that Travolta? That's awesome. Is that Meg Ryan? Is that Chevy Chase? See, all their movies was part of the, the movie. Junket, right? The Junket, right? Yeah, the Sleepless in Seattle, Look Who's Talking Now, Last Action Hero, Philadelphia, you know. Wow. Uh, Rudy, I, it goes on and on about all the, and you, you go, oh my God, I'm in the, wow, this is awesome. That's what I feel about sitting on this couch with you. What? No, stop. <laughs> yeah, you're the man. Uh, well, yeah. I really appreciate yeah, it. You. One of the most uplifting people on earth, Rudy Rudiger. 